Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Would you like to come and see us do a live show? Ha, 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 of course. A live podcast for your delectation. And that's going to be Friday, September the 7th in London at King's Place near King's Cross, which is part of the London Podcast Festival. And we'll be on from 7pm. And we're going to be looking at the 1987 shoot annual in yeah. all its glory. I've had a good look. Well, I haven't had a good look. I've had, a good, I've had a good skim. But by the time the live event takes place, we'll have a PowerPoint picking out some of our favourite bits to dissect and discuss with you, I mean, not too much from you. Keep your no. mouth shut mostly and just yeah. listen to us. Speak when you're spoken Because you'll learn. But we will give you some opportunity to interact with us. Um, and it will be good. And tickets are already selling quite well. Hmm. So get in there now so, to avoid disappointment. What he just said, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! Hello and welcome to Top Flight Time Machine. This is our uh, look back at the weekend's action. My name's Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. And this is Monday, 27th of August, 2018. Hmm. And we've just had a a weekend of, of, my God, such excitement in the Premier League. Where do we begin, Sam? Highs, lows, action. Um, well, what were, the, what were the biggest games, really? I mean, Manchester City got the weekend rolling and, and Wolves, who look increasingly decent, yep. uh, took a point off them. Yep, Wolves seem to be unfazed by the Premier League. Yep. It took them a couple of weeks to sort of bed in, but they seem to be unfazed by it. Um, they got a bit lucky with a goal they scored, which was a, a handball and possibly an offside at the same time. Great. Yeah, we love that sort of thing. Yeah. And there was, a, there was a lovely close-up of the assistant referee just afterwards, just staring blankly into the into the middle distance. You know, all eyes were on him, and he, his, his face just kind of said, fuck it, I just switched off. Yeah. He just kind of, it's just like, you know... We've all been there, haven't we? Just, you, yeah. In all the mo- the big mistakes you've made in your life, Andy. Yeah. And I'm sure we've both made a few. It's many, many. Um that's sort of how you feel. He kind of the look on his face at that moment summed it up, it didn't just, it? Let's just pretend this didn't happen. It's like it's happened now. Yeah, you just got to move can't on. Do anything about it. We haven't got VAR, so well, know. it's like you always say: you can't go back. You can't go back, Sam. Yeah, you cannot that's your go mantra. Back. Even though this is a time machine, as someone pointed out on Twitter the other day. Oh yeah, but you're in a time machine. He said. You can go back. That's the entire point yeah, of this thing. Shit. You go back. But what we haven't done yet is try to go back in our own personal lives to remedy things. But that would be a good separate podcast. We don't have that sub- mechanism. Subcast. We can I, only go back through football. Per- we can't personal go back lives. through personal lives. You want to do a podcast about our past personal lives? Mm. No. Okay. Not happening. <laughs> All right. I um, won't dig any deeper. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was... Uh, that was a highlight of that for me, watching the linesman just kind of just just blankly staring and I don't think he thought Wolves were gonna score, so he just wasn't really paying attention down that end. Mm. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. What about the Lino? Or whatever they're called nowadays. What about him? 
What? Well, he was up. He's up that end. So if you're a ref, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. The oh, it was the line out. Yeah. Oh, sorry, because well, never... it was him that should have seen the oh, handball yeah. and the offside, and he just yeah, and he, he switched fucking... off. Yeah. What do we think about Nuno Espirito Santo? Um, I like his beard. It's fucking <clears throat> impressive, isn't it? He he seems to be a welcome addition to the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, in that sense, that you can imagine that he doesn't really give a fuck. He's got a swagger about him. The beard's yeah. getting bigger. He also dresses in a way, a bit like I'm sort of dressed today. Like He dresses more how you'd dress if you're going to record a podcast on a bank holiday Monday. Yeah. Than turning up to coach a football team. But the whole thing about the way that managers dress and appear anyway is, is daft. I've, I've never, I'm not sure what sort of manager I would be. Whether I'd be a tracksuit guy or a suit guy, because something about wearing a suit just seems trumped up and pompous mm. when you're outside at a sporting event on a touchline. Yeah, you need I, to be on the move, don't you? I know. Um, I know everyone loved Southgate this summer, and everyone went on <clears> about <throat> the waistcoat, but it was fucking boiling hot, and I sort of thought it, there's something self-important about getting that dressed up it's, it's to extra, do a job like it's that. It's an extra layer that you don't really need for that kind of thing. You know, you know, if he was at a wedding. And he was going to get on the dance floor. That that had come off. The jacket yeah. would be off. The waistcoat would be off. The um, tie would be loosened. Some people might say that getting overly dressed up for what is essentially an outdoorsy job. Mm. Different, you know. What, is there a huge gap between being a football manager and being a park keeper? I would argue no. And so similar levels of admin. I mean, where where does it end? I mean, I've only seen waistcoats, generally speaking, at weddings. I mean. Was Southgate considering a top hat? I don't know. I did. There's <laughs> if a got great to the final. The top a, hat would have come out. There's yeah. a great story about one of the lads who worked on Loaded when it first launched, and he was, and you know, it was a high old time of it, and he had to do like four to five um, different assignments in different parts of the world back to back. So he was sent off. He was very young, and he was sent off to do one job, like interviewing a band in New York. Yeah. And then he had to, and then he, wanted, he was about to come home after a week of that, and they called and they said, "Don't come home. We've got another job for you interviewing a film star in Los Angeles." <laughs> he went and did that. Then he did something else, and then when he finally, I've got to get home. He was homesick and he was exhausted, <laughs> and it had been non-stop, and there'd been quite a lot of hedonism along the way. You know, it, it was those sorts of times, and they called him just as he was about to get his finally get flight back to London. He was told, we've had a great feature idea. You're flying to Israel because we want you to retrace the steps of Jesus to Bethlehem. (laughs) And he went, all right, fine. I'd really rather come home. They went, no. And um, the the photographer will meet you there and he'll have your Jesus outfit that you will have to dress up in and then walk across the desert. And he's gone, fuck it, all right. So anyway, all of this, the, the hedonism, the, you know, his tender age... And the non-stop travel mm-hmm. and the pretending to be Jesus, like, got to him. And on his first day back in the office after he'd been gone for over a month, he turned up, this young lad who usually was a jeans and T-shirt man all the way, in a three-piece pinstripe suit. Ooh. And everyone stopped what they were doing and looked over at him and said, why are you wearing a suit? <laughs> Let's call him John. Why are you wearing a suit, John? And he went, no, they said, why are you dressed like a businessman? And he looked back at them and with not a hint of joviality in his tone of voice said, because I mean business. And that was the point at which they decided to call his mum. He'd gone over the edge. Yeah. Quite early into Lauder as well. Yeah. So if you, and you know, that story, 
I'm just saying, when someone is overdoing it sartorially, sometimes yeah. it's a, a, an early sign of mental health issues. I've just realised who Nuno Espirito Santo reminds me of in his in his his all-in-one black tracksuit, Mister mm. Baxter from Grinch Hill. Oh yeah, Bullet Baxter. Bullet Baxter. There's a picture for you to look at. Yes, he Wolves looks manager. exactly like Bullet Baxter. You didn't need to remind me of what Bullet Baxter looked like. Would, would you like to see Bullet Baxter in a vest? Yeah. Talking to Roland Browning. There. Oh, he's he's having a word with Roland about. He's, he's saying, Roland, you've got a, you know, if you just got a little bit more active, you'd notice the difference straight away. <laughs> I'm only trying to help you, Roland. Oh, no, it wasn't him who said that. It was that. Janet that used to say that. Yeah. but I only want to help you, Roland. But, you know, Bullet Baxter, you thought he was a baddie until they, I don't know what, Bridget the Midget McCluskey hired another PE teacher who was an absolute first-class a-hole to the kids. He was a <laughs> proper bully. Turbo bastard. And he was an absolute arsehole, and uh, Bullet Baxter chinned him. Yeah. Do you remember that? And that was when you realise the enemy of the enemy is my mm, friend. Was that not as much about Baxter's turf being trod on, though? A little bit, but Baxter was like, listen, I'm firm. And fair, yeah. like all good PE teachers. I'm a bit of an arsehole. If anyone's going to treat these kids like shit, it's me. It's going to be but me. But you're overstepping the line, and I'm going to chin you. And I, after that, I had a renewed respect for Bully Definitely. Faxley. So that's Wolves versus Manchester City dealt with. <laughs> yeah. This is it. Arsenal versus West Ham. First win for Emery, whatever his name is. Was it a first win for Emery, or was it, in fact, in a way... Another defeat for a, West Ham. A victory for West Ham, in as much as mm, we curious. lost less humiliatingly than we had done the previous weeks. So You've we got were, to try and take positive from every we, situation, we, haven't you? We were we rolled over and were absolutely stuffed by Liverpool. We, it was yeah. one of those games where we turned up not even trying not to lose. Then against Bournemouth, we tried to win, but as soon as things went iffy, we just gave up again. Yep. But in this game, we went toe-to-toe with Arsenal, went 1-0 up, played well, could have gone 2-0 up, and then ultimately, of course, they scored three goals and won. But I draw positives from it because it's the first game this season where we've actually looked decent. And this fellow we signed from Lazio, Felipe Anderson, he cost 40 million quid which is by a long way our biggest ever signing mm. and he had looked bang average at best in the first two games and you get really worried about that you think 40 million For quid 40 million quid he's yeah. got to be fucking good and he was uh, and he, he played rather than on the wing uh, Pellegrini the tree man played him <laughs> in the hole just behind an out of it and they, and they looked decent and I take heart but on Saturday we've got Wolverhampton Wanderers at, ah. at the Thunderdome oh. our home ground mm. Bullet Baxter's coming to town yeah exactly my, my favourite aspect of Arsenal versus West Ham came on match of the day uh, when Jonathan Pierce said West Ham have had six managers in the past decade and only five managers in 87 years before that <laughs> yeah now, I remember not saying only that. is that Patently untrue, right? They also didn't edit it out. They've put it out. They've broadcast no, it. No, what he's saying is they've had six managers in the last ten years. Yeah, but in the eighty-five years that preceded that, we only got through five. No, you didn't. But it's not true. What the five in eighty-five? Yeah, five in eighty-seven years is bollocks. I probably name five: Glenn Roder, Billy Bonds, John Lyle, uh, Ron Greenwood, Ron Greenwood. Harry, Harry Redknapp. I've looked it up. There's Lou Macari. Lou Macari. There's definitely... You looked it up. What yeah. have you got against Jonathan Pierce? 
Okay, now that's another side pod. That's the sort of thing my mum, uh, my mum's husband Rod, who I've just spent the week in the Isle of Wight with, would do. He, you have casual conversations with him, or sometimes not even with him. He'll overhear you having a conversation mm. with someone else, and then sometimes ages later, and I'm not talking hours, sometimes weeks later, <laughs> he will sidle up to you and say, "Yes, it's interesting. It was actually." 12 managers in 85 uh, years and it but it will be weeks later and you'll go what sorry what rod and he'll go 12 managers in 85 years and you go who what are you talking about what 85 years well it was just interesting that time back in august when you claimed it was five in 85 years i was just doing a little bit of digging online you go why this is a bloke who once, when we were having a barbecue at my brother's house and there was a bunch of people there many of whom he didn't know friends and he broke a silence by starting to quote mean reviews of my first book, which had been published a good nine years beforehand. Whoa. He said, and I, he said, it's interesting that um, that one reviewer said this, this and this about your book, because I personally don't agree with him. Ooh. And I'd be like, what book? And he said, y- your first book. And I went, that came out years ago. Why, how can you have recall of all the things? Oh, I was just Googling it this morning. Ooh. I said, so you knew you were coming to a family barbecue and you thought that you would Google reviews of a book that I wrote nine years ago and then come here to remind me of some of the mean things that were said. He went, ah, but I'm only saying it to make the point that I don't agree with those. Fucking hell. Yeah. There's a lot to unpick there. There is. And about Rod. There, oh, God. Whoa. We could do a Rod. We, we could in? do a Rodcast. Can we get him in for an episode? We could get him on the phone. It'd be really Whoa, funny. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, honestly. And I'll tell you another thing about him while we're at it, just quickly. Will he hear this? Will he Google it? He's got no idea what a fucking podcast yeah, is. For now, he hasn't. Right. Eventually, he will, though. He once said, don't go on the internet at just after lunchtime on a Sunday. That's when the whole world's on the internet. And I said, why? And he went, it runs very slowly because you see people have their Sunday lunch and then they'll have, you know, you, you have conversations and debates and arguments yeah. over lunch with your family. <clears throat> yeah. And then straight afterwards, everyone gets on the internet to fact check things. They do. And that's why it runs so that's... slowly between about three and five on a Sunday. <laughs> that's how Rod works. Yeah. He thinks everyone works like him. No, he, um, my son... Um, I'd used the toilet and blocked it with a shit. Quite impressive. Uh, yeah, I know, for a boy of six. And he ate a hell of a lot of fish and chips. And, and there is today's shit story. Yeah, and there you go. Bing! And he goes, and my wife goes, have you got a plunger? And he goes, and he, but he, she asked my mum, and he heard with bat-like hearing, he just appeared from nowhere, and he went, what's that, a plunger? What's the matter? And, I, and my wife went, it's no problem, it's just lens block the toilet, and if you've got a plunger, I'll just quickly undo it. No, I'll do that. And she went, no, no, it's fine. Just give me a plunger. He goes, we don't have a plunger. I'll do it. And I she went, I don't, I don't mind dealing with it at all. And he went, no, I insist. You're on holiday. It's his house, right? They've my got house, a little cottage bog, in the Isle of Wight. Exactly. So then he's just gone straight in with no rubber glove on, Andy. And he stuck his hand right into the toilet, gloveless, and wrestled out whatever it was my son had left in the U-bend and then just pulled his hand out covered in crap. Now, you know what? I really admire that. Well... I admire that he's, he hasn't sort of thought about it. He hasn't, he's not squeamish. He's, there's a job to be done. You know, if he was a... Uh, why not put a rubber glove on, though, mate? Why, why want shit on it's, your hands? It's, it's kind <laughs> of, again, there's a point that he's trying to prove that we shouldn't dwell on too much. It's something to do with Rod's psyche mm. and his place within the family unit yeah. involving your mother... 
and yourself and, yep. and your kids. You're right. There's, there's something there. I don't want to delve too deeply. I this think, isn't a rodcast. Uh, it's not, but what you've just said makes a lot of sense. And I'm someone who's thought about this a lot for over 20 years. And I think you've just made more progress <laughs> than I have ab- been able to for a long time. So well done. It's th- Let's just describe what he did with that shit that day as a power play. <laughs> it was. That's what it was. It was a power play, just like him Googling those reviews. But anyway, whatever you think about Rod, to get back to the point, I'm saying that what Rod is to me is what you are to Jonathan Pierce. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll okay. take that. No problem. Right. Jalapeno. Liverpool versus Brighton. A, a quite a functional one 0 win for Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool not have that not. Impressive. Liverpool have not turned it on in a way. They got one good, like big result against West Ham, yeah. but that didn't count because West Ham was so piss poor. Dog shit. Yeah. And then they've got two very functional results, but those are the results you got to grind out. Want, and that's actually the sort of result that City. Did- Failed to grind out <laughs> against Wolves. Did you hear Klopp's comment afterwards where the, where the, the interviewer said, uh, that's the kind of match that you would have drawn last season, Jürgen? He went, uh, yeah, we've decided not to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, yeah. <laughs> but uh, did you see Anthony Knockart, the Brighton player, in the in the wall? No. Brighton set up a wall for a free kick and Knockart got behind the wall on his hands and knees. Did he? Yeah. Now, of course, his the, own wall. His own wall, because that thing, the wall's going to jump. So, just in case they try to go the it, underneath, they try to go under. Knockout's there, lying down. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I really enjoyed that, yeah. and I also enjoyed. Um, are we going to call him Allison? Can we call him Ramesses? Yeah, Ramesses. Yeah, Ramesses uh, chipping the ball over the Brighton forward on the edge of his penalty area. Very cheeky. Ooh, Very beautiful. cheeky. That, well, he will come a cropper doing that. He will. It's, it, that, that he, will, he will cost Liverpool points this season he will, at some point. That's not our problem. He's replaced from, for Carrius, so... Yeah, you know, that's true. Can't be bad, can it? So that Liverpool-Brighton, that's that much covered. Jalapeno. Uh, Bournemouth versus Everton, 2-2. Great game. Was, wasn't it? I've decided Marco Silva is a Frankie Valley tribute act. Yeah, yeah. You take a look at him with his, his quaffered hair. Yeah, yeah, it's got quaffered hair. He's either a Frankie Valley tribute act or he's one of John Travolta's mates in Greece who hasn't got any lines. One of the T birds. One of the T birds. The, 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 the lesser T birds. Yeah, he's a lesser yeah. T bird. That's yeah. the only conclusion I came from Bournemouth versus Everton. Um, Eddie Howe. Is people go on about him, but he strikes me as the sort of bloke who'd be really dull at a barbecue that you were invited to. Yeah. By, you know, it was one of your wife's work colleagues, and she went, Oh, I've got, we got to go. Mm. Yeah, I said, I'd go. Come on, let's go. We don't have to stay. Mm. And he turns out to be like the husband of one of her colleagues, and he's like really boring. And it'd be like, mm, gas barbecue you've got there, is it? Yeah, mm, all that. Yeah, I'm not really into gas barbecues per se. <laughs> yeah. Not like anything. Tell me why charcoal's better and all that's that. That's fucking Eddie Howe. Yeah. In, in, in a pair of, his Sunday wear would be a neatly pressed pair of chinos. Definitely. And very neatly pressed polo shirt from mm-hmm. M&S. And boat sh- deck shoes, is that what you call deck them? Deck shoes, pair of sunglasses worn atop his head. Yes. That he never actually puts on, but they're there. What would he be drinking? I think he'd be having a beer, but it would be like a sol or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and he'd insist on a lime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A really, a really weak beer. Um, yeah, so, you know, fair play to him. He's done a good job at Bournemouth, but you I wouldn't, wouldn't, want to go, to a I wouldn't go to a barbie with him. Fair But you would with Marco Silva. Definitely. Give him the he... choice. In fact, from now on, <clears throat> for every fixture, 
ongoing, let's decide who we'd rather attend a barbecue with of the two managers. <laughs> this sounds like a new podcast, a, pre- a preview. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how we predict we, the we, next week's scores. We put yes! The, <laughs> we put the time machine forward. Yeah. Uh, and the other aspect of Bournemouth-Everton was Michael Keane fracturing his skull. Silly uh, bastard. Just a, just a hairline one, I think, that was going to be all right, I think. Mm. But Andy Baxter on Twitter rightly points out that John Gregory would have made him run it off. Yeah. Fucking hairline. Broken skull. Edging <laughs> practice for you, lad, says Andy. <laughs> Quite right as well. Yeah. This is it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Fulham versus Burnley. That was the most exciting match of yesterday, of Sunday's fixtures, and it wasn't even on the telly. No, it was a shame that um, Fulham finally. You know, both you and I, we're sort of almost following these two sides' fortunes because I thought that you know you you heavily backed Wolves. I think you backed them for sixth place, and I backed Fulham to do well, and they didn't get off to the best of starts. (laughs) But now they're both clicking, and Fulham. I was pleased to see four two. Um, what's his name? Mitrovic. Mitrovic. He's, he's a nutter, isn't he? But he's the he's the madman we need. Definitely is. Mm. The, there was no room for him at Newcastle, who now can't seem to score goals. Oh, no. So they offloaded him instead. to Fulham. Um, but he's scoring for fun at Fulham. But I think it's because he's working with a alongside a similarly deranged Serb. Yeah. In in Djukanovic, the manager. Yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. Understand each other. Yeah, you need two Serbs together. It's like Siths yeah. in Star Wars. They have to come in pairs. That's right. Exactly like Serbs that, yeah. are like the Siths of real life. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so, yeah, four to Fulham Burnley, uh, I think it's their 13th match of the season or 33rd, something oh, like that. God, they they might played, struggle because of that. They're playing every 48 hours. Yeah. But um, they'll be all right, I reckon, because Daish, he knows what he's doing. They'll yeah, probably he finish 12th or something, but, you know, that'll be good enough for them. Um, so what's the mad Serb called? Jukanovic. Jukanovic. Jukanovic or Dice. Who's better at a barbie? I'd say Jukanovic. Uh... My granddad. My father. He fights in Balkan War. Yeah, he would hold court. Dice wouldn't be up much because he would be controlling the barbecue. Yeah, he'd be too... It'd be too serious and organised. It, it's, yeah, it's too serious a business, isn't it? Yeah. He wouldn't have time for light-hearted quips. Yeah. Or um, cheeky banter. So, uh, yeah. Or if you did do a joke, he'd smile, he'd do a half smile and go, yeah, I see, Andy. Very, very amusing, very droll. I see you're using ribaldry there. 
You know when people who are human. I'm not yeah. saying Sean Dice is humorless, but you know when people are humorless, which mm. he would be at a barbecue. Mm. If you had him loosened up at a Christmas do, that's a different story. Totally different. But at a barbecue, they kind of they they sometimes acknowledge in in a sort of a thoughtful way the fact that you have employed humour. Mm. I think as well, it would if he, he'd put a steak on for you. He'd go all the way. He'd put a stick. Extravagant. He'd ask you how he how you wanted it, and he would deliver it to perfection. Really? If you wanted it medium rare, he'd give you it medium rare. There you go, Andy. I think he's got a lot of mastery of the barbecue. Yeah, so it'd be useful, but the fun would come from Yukanovich. So I'd oh, have definitely. to plump for Yukanovich, yeah. and Yukanovich might bring interesting Serb meats. Yeah. <laughs> Like horse, meat, yeah. and cat, yeah, or whatever it is they eat, human, and and, uh, and liqueurs as well. Yeah, Serb liqueurs, weird liqueurs, dynamite shit. Yeah, illegal in most countries Definitely. across the EU, other than Serbia. Sticking with um, Mitrovic's former club Newcastle, as I said, can't seem to score goals. Uh, their fans shouted at a shop again before the kickoff. Did they? In an attempt to dislodge. Mike Ashley, mm. yeah, they went to the nearest sports direct and had a good shout at it. Um, I don't. What's that meant to achieve? Any idea? Fuck knows. I mean, surely hit him in the pocket. Don't buy the merchandise. Don't buy a pie. Don't buy a pint. Don't all, contribute. Uh, at all St. fans, Park. Uh, most fans uh, doing board protests. I I struggle to see. I often get confused about what the aim is and how they intend to achieve it when they start going mad about the owners of a club. Yeah. they. I think you're right. Well, they want them out. They want them to sell up. Yeah, yeah, they want them out. They want them to sell up, but they'll do it even if there is no seller on the horizon. Yeah. They will often be... The best case scenario you can you can get is if you if you really want them to sell, if that's your objective, you can make you can drive them to the point where it's quite publicly known that the owner does want to sell because mm. he cannot continue. It is an untenable position. Yeah. And therefore, anyone looking to buy the club knows they can come in with a piss-take offer, which he can then not possibly um, justify accepting. And that is actually the truth about where Newcastle are right now, is that he probably would sell because it's more trouble than it's worth. He's just bought House of Fraser. It's a much better bet for him. He knows yeah, what he's doing. He's in course. his comfort zone with House of Fraser. But because of the state of the club, right, because of the way they've driven him to it, A, he cannot, he can't justify spending a lot of money, investing a lot of money in the team if he knows he's going to sell anyway, right? Yeah. And B, there are people who are not going to come in and offer like huge sums for the club because they know he, he wants to sell. Yeah. So in a way, it's all self-defeating, isn't it? Yeah. They've they've driven they, in a way they've been complicit in the club's problems by hating on him so much consistently throughout his time in charge. It's like they're locked in a vicious cycle of they are. Of, of of mutual loathing. Yeah. That's and it. And there's no way of, of escaping from it. Which is awful. Um and of course on much of the day we saw some Newcastle fans waxing lyrical about Rafa Benitez just a few minutes after we'd seen the striker he sold in the summer, banging in a few goals. For, yeah, and Rondon was Fulham. struggling. Rondon. Rondon. Solomon Rondon, born on a Mondon. <laughs> Rondon is, of course, how a Japanese tourist would describe the <laughs> British capital. <laughs> Rondon. Racist. Very racist. I'll cut that out later on. Yeah, good. This is it! Southampton versus Leicester was quite amusing. Uh, Ho- Hoyerbjerg, I think he's pronounced. 
the Southampton lad got sent off for a second yellow for diving in the box, and yeah. it was it, he went down in like seven or eight stages. Yeah, yeah. There's no one anywhere near him. Yeah. If you're gonna do that when you're on a yellow, well, you know you get what you deserve. But yeah. Hats off to him, I say. It was a good dive. Was, you don't see crazy. as many good dives as you used to, maybe about ten years ago. No, because um, the refs have got stricter about them, and it's a shame because you know it can be very entertaining, as he proved. Yeah, there's still there's still quite a bit of it about, but it, it, they they're getting better at at it and making it look as if there was a genuine foul. But with that one, it was just nonsensical. Uh, it was what, as if he'd had enough and he wanted to get off. What about um, Harry Maguire scoring that late winner? It was a beaut that one. He loved it, didn't beaut. he? As he well, just, it, it just just fucking put his foot through it yeah it proper centre off kick wasn't it everything he does turns to gold at the yeah. moment old Harry Maguire it's just start rubbing that massive slab head for luck and he's do you know what the best thing he dodged a bullet not getting a move to Manchester United totally because yeah. he'll get a move at some point to a big club if that's what he wants mm. um, with bigger money and Champions League football and all the rest of it but if he had signed on deadline day for Manchester yep. United been there now by now Jose Mourinho would have, like, thrown him under the bus. Yeah. He would have dropped him and criticised him in a press conference. His confidence would be shot to shit. It would be shot to shit. It's not a good place for a player with a huge amount of promise to be right now. So another really good season at Leicester and then a move to a Champions League. Well, by all means, it can still go to Manchester United, but Jose will be gone They'll be under a new manager. They'll probably be managed by, I would imagine, Pochettino by then. Yeah. Speaking of, oh, actually, we can't preview games because this time machine doesn't go forward in oh, time. We're going to reverse the mechanism. Well, uh, let's just let's just say I don't know if it's fully reversing the mechanism, but if we are to look ahead to tonight's game, Manchester United versus Tottenham, which is, would you describe that as mouthwatering, Andy? Yes, in the sense that I'd like the whole Jose Mourinho psychodrama to continue. Mm. So I'd like to see Spurs win that, maybe 2-1. I always want Tottenham to lose, but I can't lose watching this game because if Tottenham lose, I'm happy. But if United lose, like you say, that just intensifies the psychodrama yeah. that everyone is enjoying uh, oh, at immensely. the moment. Highlight of the season. Um, so, uh, barbecue. This is a tough one. Pochettino or Mourinho. I'd have to go for Mourinho. He's so much more entertaining because if he's in a good mood, fuck you now. Depends on his mood. No, if he's in a good mood, fantastic he's sitting there he's yeah. doing the burgers and sausages while simultaneously telling you brilliant anecdotes regaling everyone being yeah. fun with the kiddies yeah right making them oh, laugh doing magic him. tricks he's got, he's got that, that in his locker yeah. right if he's in a bad mood that's amusing too because he's saying mad shit could he he'd probably be criticizing everyone i don't know i don't think he'd see anything and that would make me feel unsettled but pochettino's not going to say anything either way is he he'd just stand Moodily uh, in the corner. Uh, would you like another drink? I don't even think he'd bother uh, ordering that. Sausage? If it was at his house, he'd just be expecting his missus to do it all, uh, His I think. missus is probably really domineering and she does all the, all, <laughs> the, all the work and all the talking. And he'd keep looking at his watch thinking, I wonder when everyone's going to leave because yeah. I've got some spreadsheets I need to do for the team. Yeah, I agree with you there, Mourinho. Mm. Mourinho would be best in, that, in those circumstances. This is it! Uh, I can't really think of anything else I want to talk about from the Premier League this weekend. Um, further down, Lee Catamull scored two goals in a match for the first time in his 14-year career. That was my personal highlight <laughs> uh, of the weekend. Yeah, two goals from a sort of a defensive midfielder is a rare thing, isn't it? Well, this it? is how Sunderland are playing now. It's, it's shit or bust. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's taken... Oh, is, is it total football? It's kind of like that, but at a League One level. Yeah. 
So um, he's sort of your defensive midfielder, but also he's your like ghost number nine. There's, there's no there's no holding back with the midfielders. They're all got oh. license to get in the box if Great. they want to. Um, I think that the idea is to sort of you know attack at all costs, and if it goes wrong, then so be it. But it's taken 14 years for Catamull to drop down to League One. And where are you in? The, where are you in the we table? Second. Second. Who's top? Second. Uh, Peterborough. Peterborough have won five. We've won four and drawn one. Can't wait so, to Sunderland Peterborough. Oh, big one. Massive. Massive. I mean, either of us could be like tenth by then because <laughs> that's what League One's like. Yeah. Um, some other non-Premier League news. Unless you've got anything else you want. Well, to Well, just saying, Leeds are absolutely <clears throat> unreal. Did you see them yeah, against Norwich? I didn't Norwich? watch it. No, I didn't see it. Jesus Christ! One of the goal, all the goals they scored were amazing, but one of them was like fifty passes from back to front. Really. I mean, honestly, they they look like bloody Barcelona at the moment. Um, but apparently, this Bielsa, that's a, that a pattern is that his teams always start the season well and trail off because they're knackered by November. I guess he I don't. So hard. I don't know when he gets injuries or whatever. But at the moment, Leeds look like the best team in the whole country, including yeah. Man City and Liverpool. <laughs> it's absolutely fucking amazing. Fantastic, good stuff. Jalapeno. Uh, Arsene Wenger, do you want to know what he's been up to? Oh, I'm interested. Arsene yeah. Wenger has been uh, visiting Liberia at oh. the behest of Liberia's president, who is none other than George, George Weah. Weah. Hello, <laughs> is that Mr. Arsene Wenger? Yes, this is uh, Mr. Monsieur Wenger. What who is, is this? it? Is it is this uh, Ivan Gazidis? <laughs> In which case, fuck you. I am not coming back. No, this is George Weah. I am the president of Liberia. Can you, be- <laughs> can you believe it? I know I can't. It is an incredible turn of events. I have called Mr. Sunes many times and invited him here for a state visit, but he swears at me and slams the phone down. But he would, never forgets. Would you, Arsene Wenger, like to visit me here in wonderful Liberia? I have an award to present to you, <laughs> Mr. Wenger. I am going to make you the Knight Grand Commander of the Humane Order of African Redemption. Oh. What do you think to that? Would you like to write it down? <laughs> do you have a pen? <laughs> uh, yes, I think I got all of that. I think that this is something that I can consider very closely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Also, while you are here, I have something else to show you. There is a baby here. A baby has been born and given the name Arsene Wenger. Uh- <laughs> Would you like to meet that baby when you are here? <laughs> yes, I would very much like to meet the baby, Arsene Wenger. <laughs> and that, basically, is what's happened last week. Wenger's been to, to meet George Weir. Um, he's been given the Knight Grand Commander of the Humane Order of the African Redemption Award and been introduced to a baby called Arsene Wenger. Fuck, And there's a mate. photograph of it on the internet and everything. Retirement can be tough for anyone, especially a man like Wenger who spent all that time where Arsenal was his life. Yeah. But, you know, I'm fucking so happy for him because this is this is how I'd want my retirement to be. This is the be. best thing to happen to him in 15 years, I would easily. like to be, if I retired from whatever it is I do, um, and I got invites from... George Weah. Yeah. Uh, we have there's a baby been named Sandalini. <laughs> I'll be over there like a flash. <laughs> Definitely. So uh, yeah, that's that. That's the best thing that happened to him since the Invincible season. So good luck to him. Well done, yeah, Arsene. Well it's done, nice Arsene. that he can let his hair down a little bit now. 
Uh, one other piece of news I've got some mascot news from Spain. Uh, Legan have introduced a new mascot. Here's a massive cucumber. Who are Legan? It was Legan, Spanish team. Oh, I never heard oh, of Le- Legan is, I don't know how it's pronounced. Okay. It's a cucumber, it's is it? It's a massive cucumber and it's called Pepino. Well, don't show it to Robbie Williams or a cat. Because, as we know, well, as both we well cats know. and Robbie Williams are terrified of cucumbers. Were they for, was that a news thing item? It might have been. So, for those of you who don't know, I can't remember if we talked about it on our other podcast. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell them. They've got to go and listen to news thing to find out. Yeah. All right, yeah, well, if you want to find out why why Robbie Williams and cats can't handle cucumbers, then fucking do some digging. <laughs> <laughs> but Le- Legan officially announced the return of Pepino because he's he's an old an old mascot, and I, I think that area, they, they grow a lot of cucumbers. Mm. So they put out a tweet which just said, After many years, <laughs> this Friday... The Cucumber Knight returns. <laughs> Super Papino! Oh! So that's Fucking good news. Fucking hell. That's good news. So he's returned. What did it... You know the black cats? Is there a black cat who parades around the pitch? There is a black cat called Samson, yeah, and he's also got a, a wife called What's... Delilah. Do you like them? Um, I'm indifferent. Did you? What were your feelings when all those years ago when you moved, when you left Roker Park and you had to decide on a new nickname? What did you feel about that? Again, not that asked. Did you vote? There's no. There, did there, you not? Did you not submit your own suggestion? No, I, I was 25 at the time. I was just you mainly just getting shit faced as mm. much as possible. I wasn't into mascots. And oh, that. here's a question, just quickly. Who's the most famous customer who ever came into our price in Sunderland in the 90s when you worked there? The most famous one I had in will have been um, former Liverpool and Arsenal midfielder Ray Kennedy. Ray Kennedy came who in. Who was, at the time, suffering from Parkinson's disease. Oh, do you think he was lost? Um, no, no, I knew what he was doing. Right, was what in, did he buy? Oh, just, just some, some videos, I think, some VHS stuff. I can't remember what though. Mm. We also had um, Heather Mills's dad used to come in <laughs> and order cowboy films. Really? He'd order them up once he'd he didn't have in once stock. We didn't have in, and he he'd also had some kind of stroke or something. Mm, so he a was bit of a he theme was, running through mm, the exactly. clientele of they're the only ones 90s I remember. Our price in Sunderland. They're the only ones I remember, and he he was he was uh, in quite a bad way. So I had to be very patient with him mm. because you, you were probably I imagine you being quite good great. at that. Oh, I'm, I'm patient by nature. Yeah, yeah, I bet you that's what made you one of their best employees. And in that kind of retail situation, if you've got a choice where you can deal with one customer over 25 minutes or 25 d- different customers in 25 minutes, you're always going to take the one-to-one, aren't you? Because Yeah, it's easier. And then no one can criticise you no, either because no, you go, exactly. well, I was with a customer. Yeah. I'm sorry, I was with a customer. There's no random factor that can, that no. can fuck things up. Makes sense. So I was, I was well into that. Um, yeah, I can't think of any others. Gary Bennett, the Sunderland captain, came in one one afternoon, and it was the um, it was the afternoon after Sunderland had just drawn one one at home with Grimsby, mm. and uh, I'd been Bennett wasn't playing that night; he'd been out injured, mm. and it was a fucking shit match. So Bennett came in. I says, uh, "We at the match last night, Gary." He says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I said, uh, "Left a lot to be desired, didn't it?" Oh. He went, we do our best! Oh, oh, oh. you were very diplomatic in the way you you couched that. I crossed the line. I crossed the line. Left a lot to be desired, I said. Well, your best isn't good enough! Yeah. Fucking hell, mate. That's fiery. 
That's why he was captain, though. Yeah, he was defending his mates. Exactly, defending their honour. Um, I think that's about it we've got for this week's Premier League and other things. Yeah. Anything think, else you want to add? No, it's just hard to get a real picture of how things are going to go at the moment, isn't it? I mean, Watford are joint top of the league, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so. and Bournemouth are on seven points. It's just, at this point, it's just form. Just you form. Can't, when do we start taking... When do we look at the table seriously? November? Ten, ten matches. Ten matches. Ten matches onwards. About October time then. Yeah. All right, good. See you then. Oh See no, you. we'll still do other podcasts in the meantime. Yeah, we're going to be back later in the week with 2001-2002 Premier League season, so look out for that. And uh, subscribe, etc, etc. And we'll be back in a few days. Bye. Bye-bye. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.